Hey, greetings, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Staredown. It's a special Monday night pre-Orange Bowl edition. We're super excited about the game tonight. At least two of us are. <laughs> but I'm Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio, joined by the regular co-hosts, Bill Risser, St. Petersburg, Florida, Todd Meininger up in Cumming, Georgia, and Shay Brewer out in Portland, Oregon, joining us for a, at least part of the show tonight. And then two guests, Brent Lancaster, representing the LSU Tiger Nation, David right. Seaver, representing the Clemson Tiger Nation. We'll talk later about which Tiger Nation will be the nation. But first, let's go around the horn really quick and see what everybody's doing. Bill, two days away from New Year's. How are you, buddy? Enjoying the last couple days of vacation. I've been off since the 23rd, so uh, just chilling, playing golf Wednesday, and can't wait to hear everybody's take on uh, on the big game. So, I'll throw it. Todd, what's up? Oh, uh, kind of like you, Bill, just winding down. Uh, 2019, 2020, blow my mind. Not only a new year, a new decade. Uh, we could argue if it's a new decade or not, depending on who you ask. But no, things things going real well. So uh, what about in the great Pacific Northwest, Shay? What's up, man? It's cold. I'm wearing jackets <laughs> inside. That's what's going on. It's cold. You look it's the cold. Yes. <laughs> 72 but, uh, here. 72 here right now, Shay, at 630. Rub it in, Bill. Thank okay. you. Thank you, sir. <laughs> he will. <laughs> no, but um, I'm excited to talk some sports with you guys, man. I look forward to it. the best part of my week. So, fantastic. Uh, yeah. Well, we are we are joined by our two uh, championship game entrants. We had Brent Lancaster from LSU, uh, LSU grad, talked to us a couple weeks ago on a special uh, last week's episode, and then David Seaver, who's been on the show a couple times now because he represents Clemson. Uh, and we're going to have them break down the games we saw this weekend. Um, Brent, welcome back, buddy. How are you? Thanks. Doing well. Doing well at the office today. So uh, just wrapping up, uh, wrapping up a few things. But had a class today, almost last day of the year. I did. Yeah. Uh, every license expires in Louisiana on December thirty first. So oh, had a full room. Uh, turn and burn. Full day tomorrow too. So By the people way, we... didn't realize that they got to get that renewed, huh? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look. Deadlines, man. You know, it's it's uh, real estate agent's best best friend and worst enemy. But mad, mad, so. mad props to Brent for the Shaquille O'Neal LSU jersey on his back wall. So that's, we were at a I, that's a win. Shaq had a golf tournament here one year, or he does it every year, and uh, I uh, I you get to play a hole with him or do all that. And I pulled that out of my golf bag. He's like, "Where'd you get this?" I was like, "I don't really care. I just need you to sign this for me." Please. So <laughs> I signed it and. Uh, and uh, it went straight to the frame. So, yeah. I got my Billy Cannon uh, uh, signed LSU football, too. We're talking the uh, Heisman nice. Trophy winners. So. Nice. So, we're good. When does the Joe Burrow jersey join the wall? We'll see. We'll okay. see. I got Larry Bird. Uh, I got Pete Maravich's autograph three weeks before he dies. So, uh, I guess Burrow can be added to the collection there. So Nice. I don't have a lot of memorabilia, but the ones that I have are, are special to me. So, it's good. My Shaq shoe. Oh, there it is. Yes. I love it. It's an enormous, isn't it? Got that from the Shaq man himself, yes. He's wow. Huge. He's huge. So, uh, Brent, so you, end of the year, we're talking about deadlines and commitments. Todd, yep. when I say deadlines and commitments, what song do you think of? Who, me? Famous lyric, <laughs> deadlines and commitments. Oh, you stumped me. Against the Wind, Bob Seger. Ah. Oh, he does say deadlines and commitments. Yep. Does. Well, those drifter days are past me now. I've got much, so much more to think about. Deadlines, equipments, what to leave in, what to leave out. 
There you go. Uh, I'm seeing a Monday morning uh, match, Carps. Yeah, yeah he's, he's writing it early. Writing it right now. <laughs> Week so. in advance. <laughs> All right. Hey, also joining us from a game that happened late Saturday night, David Seaver, representing the Ipte Tiger Nation. What's up, David Seaver? How are you, buddy? I'm doing great. I've uh, recovered from uh, a late Saturday night, early Sunday morning. Um, excited about making the trip down to New Orleans, the Big Easy. Have a, have a fun time. Well, when we had you guys on for our, our pregame predictions, we said whichever one of you guys won, we're going to join us back. And so thank you guys for joining us. I, we, got a, we got another week to go, but I just figured let's, let's get it while everybody's thinking about it yeah. because who knows what's going to happen in the next week and a half. We, got, we might have some guys suspended for pot or for fights or for school, <laughs> um, which we, we can always jump back in. But uh, let's, 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 let's go and open discussion. Uh, between Shay and Todd and Bill and certainly uh, Brent, a little spotlight at the beginning, and then Dave will turn to your game late. But Brent, walk us through the uh, the Peach Bowl. Um, we saw a, a pretty I'll, – I'll, I'll, I'll underemphasize. We saw a pretty good LSU team uh, in that game against Oklahoma. Um, I don't know if you're, you're going to see a better first-half line than what you saw by Joe Burrow, 21 of 27, 403 yards, seven touchdowns. Yeah. I don't, I don't, you know, being, being an LSU fan, I don't really think that this is real. You know, when they start talking, yeah, it's the greatest offense LSU has ever seen, but that's not saying much. But when you start talking about, you know, the numbers that they're putting up nationally, I, I still can't, I still can't wrap my head around it. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, it went about as, as, as how everybody kind of thought, or at least yeah. uh, from that standpoint is if LSU gets a defensive stop, then, you know, everybody else is playing catch up. That's what they've done all season. It's something that as an LSU fan, nobody's still quite used to, but uh, uh, I'll take 63 points and 700 yards of offense. Uh, yeah. uh, every really? Week. So <laughs> Brent, they win 63 to 28, which almost, that's a, strange, that, Brent. That's strange. Which, which makes us watch the game. Think that that score seems closer than it actually was. And it was a 35 yeah. point difference. Yeah. Um, you know, Oklahoma gets the ball first, goes three and out. Uh, and then, and then the onslaught was on. I mean, it, yeah. it was, it was kind of pick your poison. Um, just, you know, even as a true fan, did you immediately feel at ease or once they were at 14, nothing, or were you just like pouring on? This is awesome. We it's when you hit 20, it was 21 seven. And at that point there's, I, I you know, you, you typically don't think it's going to happen. Um, I mean, and not only that, it happened with our, best running back play in five plays and the Blitnikoff winner catching two passes. So that's what made it even more kind of crazy is, is you just, you know, they spread it around so much, but you, you get two touchdowns on this team and I just, I don't see, I don't see it stopping, but to answer your question. Yeah. I, I enjoy the pedal to the metal. <laughs> Bill and Todd, let's get you guys and we'll get shaded to jump in here. Your thoughts on just kind of what you were watching and that, you know, we were, we were ch- kind of chatting, throughout the game on our text thread. Bill, I mean, have you seen a yeah, performance not, like that? In- no, 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 no one has, right? No one has in, in bowl game history. So, and almost in, um, I mean, other than what was it, was it David Carr? Which car was it? Threw for 11 touchdowns when they were probably just trying to run up a record. Yeah. Uh, David Klingmeyer. But, but, yeah. In, yeah. And the first, that's it, Klingmeyer. In the first half, those first half stats you rattled off, those are, yeah. those are complete game stats that are yeah. astounding and amazing, right? Literally, if they wanted to, LSU could have scored 100 points on Oklahoma in that game. If they yeah. wanted to, they could have thrown 100 up. Let me say those again, Bill. <laughs> uh, 21 of 27, 
403 yards, seven touchdowns, no interceptions, and an average of 14.9 yards per reception. Yeah. Wow. 49 wow. points. It came. That's just <clears throat> And so, I, I was I was kind of pissed that they didn't go for two on that last touchdown. Just you wanted the, in the first. <laughs> I wanted the fifty burger in the first half. That's, yeah, that's that's the Spurrier in you, right? That's the yes, old yes. yes. Um, so I, I read something, and who knows how accurate it is. Um, but I, I heard that LSU, after scouting Oklahoma, estimated them to be maybe the fifteenth to sixteenth ranked team in the country, best team yeah. in the country. That came out. They came out of the coaching staff. A lot of them were were saying that sort of. Secondhand. Well, yeah, they, they were saying they were the fifth best team they played this year. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Auburn, so, Georgia, yeah. Alabama, Florida. They're the fifth best team they played this year. Yeah. So that that kind of um, not took me by surprise, but a little bit, right? Um, but the thing that frustrated the heck out of me, and I'm trying to stay, I try to stay positive, but it was driving me crazy. Why was Joe Burrow in for as long <laughs> as he was? I'm like, pull him out. There's no style points. You win, and you're in the championship game. Get your backup some reps, right? He, you know, yeah. heaven forbid he gets hurt, he needs to, to go in. So that's the only thing I kept screaming at the TV. I'm like, why is he still in? Why I was okay with it. I think Sean and I were texting about it too. I was okay with coming in in the first uh, the first possession. You take your first possession and then you, you're gone. And yep, uh, he stayed. Done. He stayed one and a half possessions longer than I'd like him to. Yep. Here, let me let me uh, just to, for the listeners. Let me give you a little bit of that text exchange between Todd and Sean. Todd, why is Joe B still in? Question mark. Sean, every time he scrambles, I'm holding my breath. Yeah. It's almost like Orgeron is trying to win him a second Heisman. That's a good line, Sean. That was good. <laughs> and still passing, Todd. Why is he still in there? Seven question marks. Sean, <laughs> Sean, if he were to get injured, it would be inexcusable. Todd, dumb. This is what I listen to. Like. <laughs> every, every game day. Yeah. I should tweet that out. I, I probably will. Okay. Yeah, oh, if, oh, here's the best one from Sean. If this was Spurrier, he'd be getting roasted. There you go. <laughs> and, and real quick, Sean, that you'll, you'll, you'll tap on the third impression I got is uh, what a strange and tragic story. The, the coach's daughter-in-law in the plane crash beforehand yeah. and they were and the reporter breaking it to, uh, to Joe after. Yeah. The game. Oh. So was, that, that just, that whole story is obviously sad and tragic, but strange. Um, and I asked myself, would you, would you coach in that situation? I guess everyone reacts differently um, to that. But that was just – that was kind of – Yeah, Todd, I, I, let, let, let's, let, let's talk about that little uh, kind of uncomfortable, you know, storyline as it happened. Um, look, we're in, we're, in a, we're in a day and age of, of real-time uh, news, real-time as it happens. Um, these things happen all the time. And I think, you know, ask yourself this, you know, um, when, when a loved one dies, it's like what would they have wanted me to do? Uh, what are they going to get on a plane and fly to a hospital? They're not going to be able to do anything about or, or yeah. do what they're good at and what's going to distract them and make them feel good. And um, not that LSU needed a rallying cry. It's a certainly a tragic situation. I heard people on Twitter saying it's unfair that they didn't name the other four people that died. No one knows them. So what's, yeah, right. what's the point, yeah. you know? So it was Sally Jenkins and Mike Jones and, you know, it doesn't matter, but it was, but this tied into the story of sports and we see it all the time, right? We, we see Yankees pitchers, you know, whose parents died or his brother died and, the guy certainly that you know the remember the uh, the, the Florida Marlins player yeah. that died in the boating accident yeah, um, yeah. Jose De, uh, Fernandez Jose Fernandez yeah yeah so yeah it, it just made the whole day it just um, look Todd you said it earlier and Brent will will turn it to you in a second but um, Coach Orgeron has turned into this goofball to this like lovable character this Cookie Monster coach that yeah. just you're waiting it's almost like you're just waiting for him to say 
say go tiger say go tiger yeah. oh yeah he said go tiger like it's just <laughs> it's like you're waiting for him to say it right and uh it's just it, it you know it's it's the same way todd when when um when spur would be on the fabulous sports babe and he would call yeah. her nancy like nancy, he just knew yeah. he, he wasn't gonna call her the sports babe he was gonna call her nancy that's that yeah. was his thing and coach orgeron has just brent you said it last week on the show he's the ceo yep. he just lets aranda and he lets ensminger and brady kind of just do the plays do their thing so so brent take us through the game and then we're gonna i want to get david's his assessment. I'm going to get Brent's assessment on what he saw with Clemson. Yeah. Well, take a, we, t- we need t- Chase. T- we need Chase. Yeah, take let's too. get Chase take. Sorry, Shane. <laughs> well, I, I, I kind of got a question for Brent. Um, to my understanding, Joe Brady actually splits the play calling with the OC, right? So how much pressure was actually on the OC to actually call the plays after the tragedy? And we don't even know how close he was to his daughter-in-law, right? They were close. They were okay. Close. She was in uh, – so she – we got the – I mean, I started figuring it out about an hour before game time. And, and basically, she's a, a sports reporter here. She was a producer for a couple of years at one of the local uh, prominent radio stations here. She, in turn, uh, started uh, reporting, you know, covering local college teams around. And, and But she made her presence known. I mean, she I, we went to a Saints game two weeks ago, and she was kind of the in-game announcer at the Saints game and the Pelicans game. So everybody kind of – around the LSU program newer. Um, and, and she and, and Innsminger were, were about as close as, as, as that sort of relationship is. I mean, she's been around the LSU program. She's very familiar with the LSU program, with the Saints program and that sort of thing. So it was, uh, it was really, really tragic. Sad. But they split, they split calls. I, I think Innsminger makes the calls. But, you know, basically I think that they know what they're going to call before, before each possession. Uh, mm. And that's kind of the what nobody really knows is is who's actually the brain behind it, and and you know each one gives the other credit. Obviously, you know everybody kind of thinks it's Joe Brady just because he's the new face. But uh, you know, Insminger and Insminger was a, a former quarterback at LSU in the late seventies, early eighties. You know, uh, went around the league, and uh, and and. Uh, he was the tight ends coach making 400 grand a year, just wanting to be back in Baton Rouge close to his family. He's a big family guy. Um, so uh, Ogeron two years ago, basically forced him to be the offensive coordinator. He didn't want it. And he, you know, after another failed offensive coordinator experiment, he, he took it over last year and then brought Brady in. So worked out pretty good for, for yeah, Ensminger. <laughs> I think it worked out. I think it's fine. <laughs> now next, next year will be the challenge when you don't have a, a, a Joe Burrow, who is a generational quarterback? Because um, I think next next year, all of a sudden, the expectations from the fan base trust us with Todd and I know with Tebow. Yeah, the expect the expectations aren't going to go any lower. They're going to say, "No, you got to plug Joe next guy in there. That's right. to be the next Joe Burrow." Yeah, like, I, I think David saw that with with after uh, um, the QB at Houston now. Um, yeah, Deshaun. John Watson. John Watson. John Watson. And then, you know, there was a, a gap year. And then, or, or, actually, there wasn't. It went right to Trevor Lawrence. So, spoiler riches. So, Brent, uh, let's let's talk about the game really quick. Just your thoughts on, you know, we, we really got to see everything on display. Like you said, you didn't even see uh, your your star receiver. I mean, Justin Jefferson, I believe, is is considerably your, your number two guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Behind uh, – you know, Jamar Chase is one. Chase is you know, Terrence one, yeah. Marshall, uh, Jefferson are going to be in there. I mean, they just got, they just got, uh, they they just have talent at, at that whole position. So I, the game in and of itself, you know, it it the first 
you know, first quarter comes out and it's 21 seven before anybody can, can even take a breath. So, uh, it, you know, when they, when they came out and scored seven that easy, it, it, it made it, you, you take an exhale and you like what you see and uh, all you're doing is waiting for the defense to come in and, and the defense to do what they do. And the defense ever since the old Miss game really has kind of, really has kind of come on, you know, they, they've, they've done a great job. I mean, 28 points against this team. Most of it was in garbage time. It, it, to the, for the most part, it was in garbage time. Yeah, but, but uh, hey, listen, man, is a, with, with the defense being your weak link, nothing better than being up 21-7 to know that J- Jalen Hurts is going to have to start throwing the ball. Correct. They, they, they can rush three. They can drop just a, bunt, a buttload of people back in all the zones. Right. Um, which gave, which gave, your, gave your, def, your, your secondary a chance to be kind of the, yeah. the David Seaver – frisbee catching dogs on the other side yeah which that's what i didn't really understand is is that they didn't run jalen hurts on a on a a quarterback run until the third possession which was just dumb in my opinion i mean they're out there trying to run and pass i mean you know uh, i I thought that they'd run that qb a whole lot more and they they ended up not and when he ran first run he gets a first down 11 yards 13 yards whatever it was so I i was like okay now now they're into something and uh, you know, that defense held and then they went down, scored again. And next thing you know, it's 49, 14 at halftime. And, and it was a ball game. So, uh, the, you know, I can't say that I was ever worried uh, after, uh, after the first two scores, but it was, uh, you know, it, it was a good to see. It was good to see them just, you know, not put the pedal to the metal and, uh, basically, uh, display what she is. It was. Yeah. All right. Great. Anyway, your game was super boring. Let's go to David Seaver's game. David, I live here in Columbus. I live here in Columbus, Ohio. I don't think Brent's upset by that comment, by the way. No, he, at all. I think he's fine. I'll, I'll, I think take, a, fine. I'll take a, a super game boring in two weeks. A super boring <laughs> game in two weeks any day. Exactly. Absolutely. As with David. <laughs> um, David, uh, the Fiesta Bowl started out a little. little I mean. Before I get to you, David, let, let's go around the horn with Bill, Todd, and and, and Shay, the, the independents. Look, it was a wet field, Bill. We talked about the you talked about you you kind of previewed that last week. It was a rainy week in Phoenix. The grass at Glendale Stadium sits outside. Yep. It clearly you could tell everyone was slipping. Yeah. Um real early in the game. It was super yeah. apparent, right? Early in the game. Yeah. Um the, the big play early happens when uh JK Dobbins busts a sixty-eight yard maybe longer than that, a long run. Yeah. Um, but really, at Ohio State methodically drives down the field but doesn't score a touchdown. Up 3 nothing. okay, points on the board. But you kind of just thought, like, uh, that could come back to haunt them. Then at two more times in the game, uh, before we get to any of the, uh, the officiating controversies, <laughs> boy, Ohio State just – Bill, your thoughts on Ohio State <laughs> – Dominating at the beginning, but not. Because <laughs> <Somebody> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shay knows it's coming, right? Shay, well, Shay, Shay knows you're in, you're in Columbus, even though you're not a Ohio State Buckeye fan. I'm not, no, but you're, but you're my, hearing it. You're hearing it all day. If you follow you my are, Twitter, you, you realize I. Ohio State. Yeah. No, it's yeah. So, Billy, just your thoughts, and then we'll get tough. Look, I, I I thought the exact same thing. Nine. I mean, that game should have been legitimately 24 seven not 16 seven and it just made a huge difference in the the way it felt especially going into halftime so and it just magnified it magnified the calls that were made right well absolutely look if if you got that big of a lead all those calls are bitching about in the second half don't happen Mm. all that stuff goes the the entire game changes right if the score is different they're gonna be different plays run it's gonna be different everything's gonna be different those calls never happen so really i mean ultimately it comes back to 
red zone defense, right, by Clemson, which was unbelievable. And the fact that Ohio State could not punch it in for those critical touchdowns. That, 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 that was the ball game. It really was. That and Trevor Lawrence being the freaking stud that he is. So that's good, too. <laughs> Todd. Yeah, I was, I was really um, impressed. And I shouldn't be, but I was impressed with Clemson's composure. Um, didn't really sense any panic at all. Um, part of the reason why I picked them last week is because they've kind of been there, done that. Um, so that really impressed me. And I, I couldn't agree with you more, Bill, that um, as an Ohio State fan, I imagine, although being happy, being up in the back of your mind, thinking, is this going to come back to haunt us? Up by well, two when you should have been up by 10. You know, yeah, by 10, yeah. 10 or so, 11, yeah. But no, it was, I think it was, it was, um, it, it did its billing as a, a great game. So um, very good. Okay. The same thing that made the LSU game boring is the same thing that came back to haunt Ryan Day and Ohio State. Never take your foot off the gas, yeah. whether yeah. it be the first half, whether it was in the second half, with the, the fourth and two in the fourth quarter, whatever it is, it should have never gotten to that point. But you never take your foot off the gas. And we all want to talk about Clemson playing in the ACC, which is perceived as a weaker conference, but they're defending champions, and you never mm-hmm. underestimate the heart of a champion. They've been there year after year after year. Mm-hmm. And so when they face adversity, of course, they're cool as a cucumber. They're going to skate right through it. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. if a team is playing defense, a team, an offensive team that presses the tempo is now playing defense and playing conservative. Like, yeah, Clemson did exactly what they were supposed to do, and good for them. Yeah, I felt I felt there was a couple moments there in the first half where you know the uh, the pedal to metal issue, as you said, Shay, uh, could have been pressed even harder. Um, you know, and and I just gosh, there's just moments where you just you know. I kept thinking as Ohio state got out to the early lead and Clemson, you know, people around the country, I guarantee you the Clemson fans were saying, what the F is going on with our team here? Guess what? That same sentiment was like in reverse three weeks ago during the big 10 championship, Mm. Wisconsin rolls out, just jumps on Ohio state. Like you wouldn't believe. And every tweet, every comment you see is like, what the fuck are we doing? This is unbelievable. And then all of a sudden people are like, okay, if we just if we score one before halftime, we'll come back. They scored to pull it to 14 to seven. Then they gave up the quick touchdown to Wisconsin to make it 21-7. But everybody said, look, we get the ball coming out of the halftime. It's funny how that changed when Ohio State's up 16-0. They're like, oh my God, we're gonna dominate. We're gonna kill LSU. And they didn't almost realize that the same thing happened to them the week before. A team went in at halftime, came out after the after the half. Which David, I'm sure you as a as a fan was saying like, look, if we can just make something happen before halftime, we get the ball coming out of the second half. Dabo's d- done nothing the last five years but make good adjustments. Mm. That's, that's why you're drinking Natty Light 15 packs. Right? <laughs> so, so, so David, l- l- let's turn it to you and just sort of take off on my riff there because I just think, like you said, you weren't worried. Look, I, I know you were frustrated. I know there was anxiety. You, you, you saw a team in the first, uh, let's say, uh, 24 minutes that you hadn't seen all year. You saw a team on your side you hadn't seen all year, and you saw a team on Ohio State's side you hadn't seen all year. Right. So just talk about that. Yeah, so one of the key points I talked about last week with you guys, so, you know, in these big games, a lot of times, you know, we don't get off to a big start. We may get behind. We've got to yeah. weather that storm early and really come back more in the second quarter and third quarter uh, to take over. Now, I did not anticipate us being down 
16 nothing. Mm. Um, and, and thank goodness, you know, really two drop passes by Dobbins, or it, it, it's probably 24 and 24 nothing. 28 nothing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, I think really the, the biggest stand we had was on that first, that first drive. They, they marched right down the field, have first and goal at the six. And we make a couple of great defensive plays, hold them to a field goal right there. Um, we did give up the long run. Um, and then the defense started selling in a little bit. Um, thankfully, we did have a couple you know, drop passes uh, in the red zone that prevented it from really being a blowout and almost being like the Peach Bowl. Um, on offense, you know, y'all have heard me talk about our, our Frisbee catching dogs and we had two kind of freak injuries to yeah. uh, T. Ross Higgins and, weird. and Higgins. Ross. Higgins was even the weirder one, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were the whole time. So I don't know if our play calling changed with those guys. Or, I mean, obviously T. Higgins was out most of the first half. Ross was suffering a little bit. Um, so we, we changed up the offense a little bit. Ran Trevor Lawrence a lot more than I think anybody thought what he would run. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I, I think that's something I said, he's, he's a lot faster than people think. I guess when you're six, six and you got a little bit of speed and you, you take four steps, you've gone almost 15. It's because we're used to seeing Peyton Manning not yeah. be able to run and Joe and Tom Brady not be able to run. Right. Um, you know, and, and look, he's, he's about the same body build as Cam Newton. Um, and he, on that 63 yard touchdown run, he was running. Mm-hmm. And he got he got a little little juke in him too. And again, that that field, you know, the slipping was early, which that was a was a. I think it, I I think they got their field though. I think by the end of the game, you didn't see that a lot. I think no, you did. I think about I think like Bill said, in the first quarter, yeah. you saw it a good bit. Uh, but again, we were having a weather storm. Um, we benefited from the targeting call. That would have been fourth down. We get first down. We go down, ETN makes a heck of a play to score a touchdown, three and out, and then we get the uh, the long run by um, Trevor Lawrence, and boom, game on. We got a new ball game. You called it. You called it last week. You said, we just get lead in the third quarter going into the fourth. Yeah. <laughs> you almost see her right there. You know, And really, after they got the 16-0, um, really kind of shut down their offense for the most part. Now, yeah. they did move the ball a little bit, but um, – you know, Justin Fields threw two interceptions. One, we had a third, but it was we had a pretty good pass interference call on that one that um, negated it. But we had two others that we dropped. I mean, should have been right in our – David, I – Why our uh, defensive back – our defensive backs, not wide receivers. I by no means would be confused with a Clemson fan. But if I look at Clemson's history uh, in recent years, there's two drives I'm going to remember. That's Deshaun Watson – and Hunter Renfro going down at the end of that mm-hmm. game after, you know, after Jalen Hurts, you know, yep. led him to a touchdown. And, you know, true freshman Jalen Hurts went down. And everybody's like, oh, my God, this guy's a freshman. And De- and Deshaun Watson and Hunter Renfro with one second left. And Ohio State decides to punt, pins Clemson down at their four-yard line. And, six-yard line the, maybe. and we got a huge break. The uh, – the ball hit our our. Uh, yes, our, he was so smart. Yes. he just happened to be there to fall on it. Thank goodness. Yeah, well, but that, but that you know, game. Ohio State fans can get get mad all they want, but they let Clemson go down in four plays. First down pass to Justin Ross, run by uh, 
run by your quarterback, uh, and then and then a, another pass, and then that unbelievable almost jump pass, but right. it wasn't. Yeah. To ETN that scored. Um, so so they they win the game. Ohio State, you know, unfortunate turnover at the end there, where just there was a miscommunication um, on two players that were just trying to make a play. Yep. Uh, Shay, I heard you laugh a little bit earlier. Let's 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 talk about the three plays. Just going to spotlight three. What if this changes? Now, understand, if you miss a traffic light and get a st- red light on a morning, your your world has changed from that point on, right? You don't know what's going to happen after the targeting call. If that wouldn't have been called the targeting, does Ohio State still win? Whatever. So the three plays, I just want to just open up to all the panelists, including you, Brent. The targeting, oh. the targeting call by Sean Wade um, comes in on an absolute blindside blitz. You could tell that Lawrence did not see him coming until the last second. Lawrence ducks his head. They knock helmets. I'm just going to say clearly the crown of the helmet hit Trevor Lawrence in the in the head. It was called targeting after not being called on the field. Let's just start with you, Dave, and then open up to the panelists. Your thoughts on that play, which clearly became a momentum shift in the game. You know, I – I'm not going to disagree with the call. I mean, it, the I think it's getting almost too too subjective. And I think the if you are lowering your head and hitting with a crown anywhere by the letter of the law, that is targeting. Right. Um, so I, I mean, I yeah, I'm, I'm going to take up the hot call. seat, David. I'm, I'm taking up the hot seat because here's what I say: every single Buckeye fan, if that would have been Justin Fields getting hit, yeah. would have felt it was targeting. Yeah. There's not, there's not a single there's not a single Buckeye fan that could say, oh no, it it wouldn't have been. So let's take you off the hot seat. Shay, Todd, Bill, Brent, your thoughts on that play as it as it impacted the game? Well, the exact same thing happened in the LSU game to some degree. Is when uh, I, I guess it was Burrow that got hit, didn't call it on the field, and ended up getting targeting and, and ejected. Oh, oh no, uh, that was on the that was on the crack back on Hilaire. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Todd yeah. Edwards Hilaire. That's what it was. Uh, yeah. I, uh, so, you know, targeting is what it is. Uh, you know, I'm, 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 it's, it's a hard. I don't think, I don't think any of the six of us are fans of how it's, how it's, um, policed. It's, yes. It's not the same across every play. Agreed. Right. I'm because you could technically about, call, uh, you could call, you could call targeting on a running back, lowering his head against a defender. Correct. Right. Yeah. Correct. I'm um, just, I'm just not a fan of the way the rule is written. By yeah. by by the way by the definition of the rule, it was targeting in the Ohio State game, that in the Clemson game. But if you have a moving target as a defender, how am I supposed to know where to place my head exactly. if I can't control where the offensive players yeah. go? I, th- I think Shay, if if yeah. he would if if he would have kept his head up and yeah. went in, you know, head up on that play, I don't think it had been targeting. Now I know he hit him in the head, but they might have looked at changing the level. Yeah, but when you gotta, put your they, head down, and you, when you when you when he went in head first, crown of the helmet first. They've got to teach. Hit him with a face over. mask. They've been saying that for thirty years. Hit him with a face yeah. mask. You know, yeah. at least at the at the younger levels. <clears throat> but yeah, that that was the difference. When crown of the helmet, I don't care if you hit the crown of the helmet in his feet, that can be considered targeting. Well, you can't lead. I, you can't lead with your helmet. Ever. Bill's, Bill's right. They've been teaching that for years because they used to be worried about you injuring yourself mm-hmm. by hurting your neck and, and yeah. getting paralyzed. Right. Now they're now they're worried about concussions and, and CTE. Listen, they're changing they're 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 changing the um what's the word I'm looking for? They're changing the culture of the game. And right. yeah. they have they have to make those calls. I just have a you know my 
opinion on replay. I have a fundamental problem with <laughs> it's not called during the game, but then they can replay it after the fact. I mean, the official, if the officials miss the call, let's move on. Right? Which, which ta- yeah. we'll, we'll get to. We'll get to in the Seattle San Francisco game. Sure. They didn't and, and call that, that at the end. I think, made the, right? I think they made the right. I think they made the right call. I just don't yes. like thinking about it. Yeah, so. I agree. All right. So the second call that went uh, against Ohio State was the <laughs> roughing the punter. Okay, Ohio Clemson's got the ball. It's uh, third and. I don't know, 14, they decide to punt from their own end zone. The, the punter is literally standing on the goal line. Ohio State's going to get the ball inside the 50 probably, at the best, at the 40. Two players run into the Clemson punter, and they call roughing the punter, not running into. And I believe if you look back at the replay, both players hit him while he was still in the air, which I believe is the definition of roughing the punter. Right. Not foot on the ground, not – off to the side, but they get the first down and then they go down and score the go ahead touchdown on that play. Tom, point, point, of, point of clarification. I don't think there is a running into the kicker in college. It's uh, no, there is. there's a is five there yard a and a 15. Yes. Is there? Okay. There's a they, running into, and there's a personal foul. Automatic I thought they got rid time. of that. My, my, my mistake. I thought they got rid so of that. So once again, David, your thoughts on that play. Yeah, I thought that was clear. I mean, he was, he was up in the air and the guy from the, uh, up, yeah. From his left, I mean, cut him a flip. That was, I thought that was a, a good call on that one. Okay. Anyone arguing on that one? Are you hearing arguments about that back in yeah, you know, Buckeye of Nation? Because they're just, because <laughs> once again, SEC refs. Uh, okay. <laughs> here's, here's the thing. The, the few people I've talked to today, Bill, I say, let me ask you a question. Do you really think those seven guys on the crew wanted Clemson to win? And no one's looked him in the eye and said, yes, I do. I, I think. It's just easy to say they're SEC refs and yeah. ESPN. Look, it was the most watched pr- playoff game ever. Why would yeah. they not want Ohio State LSU if that was the case? Why would they right. not want Ohio State LSU? Anyway, let, let's get to the one that I think. I think it would be anyone anywhere. to sell Ohio State LSU with Burrow transferring from Ohio <laughs> yeah. State. So that's right? the argument, right? Of course. Yeah. So I don't think anyone on this, this dais is going to argue the, the scoop and score – Justin Ross, or was it Justin? Who caught that one, David? The the four oh, he, he steps. Didn't, oh. He didn't catch it. He didn't, it was incomplete. But <laughs> that was Justin Ross. <clears throat> Just let, let, let's go to Brent. Brent, you got no dog in this fight. You don't care which team you play. Um, your thoughts on the four step? Then he dropped it. Ruled a scoop and score. Not as Bill, as we say all the time, they're taught to not call it down. Yeah. Let let. Replay, replay though overturns it on "quote unquote" indisputable evidence that the ball was moving. I, I challenge. Yeah, that's a tough one. I, I would go with the call. I'm I'm sort of with Todd. I'd go with the call in the field, but it 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 looked like a fumble to me. But I, I you know I I'm I don't have a because I don't have a dog in the in the hunt. I don't. <laughs> You know, it's hard. Brent's going to recuse himself for the jury. I was going to say, it's hard to have an opinion there. But you, you know, that 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 one's a that one's a tough one. Shay, I mean, Shay, let's go to you. Let's Brent, let's hypothetically say you had money on the game. And hypothetically, hypothetically say you had money in the game. Would that be a concern to you that they reverse that call? You're damn right. That was a concern yeah. to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's softball, Shay. That's a softball right there. <laughs> That changed my whole weekend. What do you mean, son? <laughs> <laughs> so what'd you think? 
literally, I mean, I, I know you had action, I, but what'd you think? I, I don't, I don't think it was much of a question. I mean, I don't want to put David on the spot, but I don't think it was much of a question that he caught the ball, took four steps, made a football move and the ball comes out. Like I, it, it's a fumble. It looks like a fumble smells like a fumble. It must be a fumble. I, I got, I got to I'll side with David a little bit since I've been anti everything Clemson since I've met David, <clears throat> but um, you know, we're, we're all watching that replay in slow motion. And when you watched it played back a couple times, real time, it, it changed the, the, the significant, it changed it dramatically for me where I went, you know, it, it could have been, it, <laughs> it's hard to say uh, where I could definitely see that being an incomplete pass when you see it in real speed. Cause okay. there, you know, it wasn't four yeah. steps in real speed. You're looking at something different. I know that makes sound stupid, but well, it, that's what that's it what was. Lamonier bang, bang, said. Yeah, bang, the guy, bang. Bill Lamonier, yeah. the, the the official. Yeah. So here's the question, Bill, and and David, I'll ask you this question. Let's say let's say it's a Clemson ball, fourth and goal, or first and goal from the eight. The same play happens six yards deep in the end zone. He runs four steps towards the pylon, and then the ball gets knocked out. It's touchdown or no? Touchdown. I, I think all day long. There's a different – yeah. Once again, it, it's sad that there's a difference. And that's, what, that's yeah. the problem, I think, with what Shea said earlier well, about the targeting call. <clears throat> you don't, you don't is, know if the official would have called that incomplete or not. Ever since you're Des, assuming, you know, ever the reason, since Des Bryant re, – Hold on. The reason, the reason that that play went on is because the officials have been trained really hard in the last month. Don't not blow, blow the whistle, whistle early. Yep. But yep. on a touchdown call, they could have called that a touchdown all day. And – Possibly with a, you know replay would have let it stand it would not have had indisputable evidence. I I know that sounds weird, but it's possible yeah. just because you had this other part component to the play. Yeah. Yep. Now once again, let's go. We're going to move on and we'll oh, get real, to Brent. No, yeah, me, David, please. Last year when we were playing uh, Notre Dame in the in the playoff, um, a similar play happened. Tight end for Notre Dame catches the ball. I thought was turning, fell to the ground, fumbled. He ended up recovering it, but I'm like, okay, yeah, I guess that was a, a catch. Or, I mean, that was a catch and a fumble. He recovered it. They reviewed it, and they were talking about it. he did not make a whatever a football move is. He's got to they, maintain possession it, when he hits the ground if he's falling. And they, yeah. and they called it incomplete. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Again, I don't know what, the, what really does constitute a football move. You know, when I thought it – after watching the replay, I thought it was a fumble, scoop and score. And then I heard, you know, Bill Amanier start talking about his rationale, understanding, and obviously he knows the rules. Yep. And so I said, well, they are going to overturn it. And I know one thing for absolute fact. We just spent 12 minutes talking about it. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> right? No. no doubt. No doubt. And it's, it's one of those things that uh, I, I – you know, someone can get a ticket for going 56 in a 55 zone and someone can go 75 and not get a ticket. Did you get a ticket um, recently? Cause you're talking about running. Yeah, red I, and speeding. I didn't, but Todd, Todd always tells me safe speed is the common speed. So that's what I just, I've always learned that officers, <laughs> officers love to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, let's, uh, we're going to, we're going to set aside the championship game for just a bit right. while we got Shay on the phone. Let's talk a little sports of the week. We had an amazing day in the NFL. We're going to get that just a second. So let's roll through the couple sports we can get through quickly. NHL, we're not going to touch. I'm just going to let you know Boston has a 10-point lead in the in the uh, East. Washington with an 8-point lead in the Metropolitan. St. Louis, 8-point lead in the Central. And Vegas, 2-point lead in the West. Shea, I want to put you on the spot for a little bit. NBA, 
Christmas has become the NBA's day. I got to admit, I didn't watch a lot of it because I'm just not a huge NBA fan, but there was some pretty good action on Christmas. Um, right now, Milwaukee is four, four games up in the East, but I, want, I have an asterisk next to Miami. I just want you to talk for a second about Miami. This Miami team, I don't think anybody thought they'd be the second team in the East right now. This Tyler Hero kid um, is lights out, and what they're doing in Miami is pretty fun to watch. Yeah, so we, we talk about Tyler Hero this summer. Right? Summer League, I brought up Tyler Hero, but it's not just Hero. So they're playing with three rookies on this team that are, that are super impactful, from Kendrick Nunn to uh, Duncan Robinson. Super, super impactful. But this team has Coach Spoh's footprint all over it. And even further than that, this is a Pat Riley-type team. No big-name superstars. Yeah, Jimmy Butler's there, but Jimmy Butler's there only in name. Jimmy Butler's really motivating the, the youth on this team, and he's really bringing it more on the defensive end than the offensive end. And that, and they're just a scrappy bunch in the Eastern Conference where you kind of have to be scrappy because you, what are you going to take to – what is it going to take to beat Giannis or what is it going to take to, to, to challenge Embiid and, and Ben Simmons in Philadelphia and, and what Brad Stevens is doing in Boston? Mm-hmm. He's still moving towards more of that scrappy motto and it's almost reminiscent of the college blue bloods back in the day where you have good guard play, you have great shooters, and then you have everyone else playing a role. Yeah. They're, they're fun. Boston's in the third spot in the East. Uh, out West, you got the Lakers two and a half up over. I, I, I texted one of my buddies who's in Denver. And I said, let, let, let the Lakers and the Clippers have a spotlight. Denver, just keep doing what you're doing. They're playing good basketball right now, Shay, aren't they? They're playing good basketball. Um, I think they're benefiting from uh, being in the uh, the Northwest Division as well. So they don't have to see Dallas and the Lakers and the Clippers and the Rockets on a night-in and night-out basis. And, they and, the get a, a... and the Suns. And the Suns. Hey, did you catch uh, Snoop Dogg's rant about the Lakers and Clippers? Uh, after? <laughs> that was so funny. I, did, was... I missed it. What did you say? Oh, my it God. You've seen his rants before, right? He's just yeah. he's just funny without he's pissed off, but he's hilarious without trying to be. But he basically told him he didn't care that it was the day after Christmas. They need to get their ass in the gym, and he was just he was pissed. The Lakers <laughs> lost to the Clippers. That's all. It was great. Look it up. It's pretty funny. I got, I got a question for Shay. Are you uh, are you on board with the All NBA Decade team for the 2010s? No. So there's who 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 do you, who are you kicking off of there? Who are you putting in? I, I I think it's I think it's big dominant. I think it's big heavy and big dominant. I think you got to show a little bit more love to the guards, and, and I think they're kind of biased in the guards on there too. I'm Harden, not a big Harden, fan of not Steph or James Harden. Well, I I, I take Harden over Steph. Mm, yeah, that's the thing. But, well, this this team I'm looking at, maybe I got something different. That, but but mm-hmm. the all decade team they got LeBron, Steph, Kawhi, KD, and Harden. And who did they name player of the, of the decade, Bill? LeBron. No, uh, New York Times named or one of the teams named uh, Steph as the player. Uh, the interesting. Decade. So we got different, different. Never mind. Uh, different people naming their different stuff. I went yeah, to NBA.com. I figured that's the source. But Shay, Shay, talk really quick about the the Christmas game, the spotlight game. Obviously, the 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 the, the uh, primetime game. Clippers, Lakers went went unbelievably back and forth. Uh, LeBron had an off night for sure. I think 12, two of 12 from the field, uh, from maybe three point line. You know, he was, he was not good, but cl- close game until the last, uh, 40 seconds as most NBA games are. 
I mean, the fact of the matter is this, the Lakers are not just unbeatable, right? They're going to lose games. But how many teams can beat the Lakers in a seven-game series is going to hmm. be the question. The Clippers played the first game of the season and on Christmas Day. They literally played probably two of the top five games they played all season. But can they do that every night? Can Patrick Beverly come up with a stop against LeBron at the end of the game every single night for a seven games, or at least four night, four games in a row? Mm. I, I don't think that teams can do that. The Lakers lack depth. And if they run through a spell where LeBron or AD has an off night, you know, they're going to lose. They're going to lose. But I just don't see them doing that for four, for four out of the seven. Yeah. And we haven't talked to you since the, uh, the, the night before. Uh, I think we were actually watching the game as it started live. The um, Lakers at the Bucks. Uh, Bucks win big. Uh, is that maybe just let's just wait and see how Milwaukee plays in Los Angeles before we before we worry about that, Shay? I, I don't think it's a wait and see how they play in, in Los Angeles. Giannis has a look in his eye this year, that same look that Kawhi had in his eyes last year. Mm. And I think Coach Coach Boonhauser's been there too many times. He's been to the conference championship too many times to not get over that hump. If he gets over that hump and he's able to get to the NBA Finals, I think the Milwaukee Bucks walk away with a ring this year. Wow, write it down, Ooh, December 30th. Like Brent, I saw you sh- nodding your head. You, you a little NBA closet fan there? Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan. Pelicans, uh, 4-0, uh, four in a row here. So that's <laughs> out. But any right. Anthony Davis talk hurts my heart a little bit. But <laughs> All right. Any, any more NBA open oh, call? All right. Todd, really quick, hit us with some soccer news. I know there was a couple big games this weekend. Yeah, so um, I'll be brief. Um, NBA Christmas Day, uh, Premier League Boxing Day, which is the day after the day after Christmas. So <clears throat> the real story is well, there's two stories. Um, one is that what they call replay VAR is wreaking havoc on the league. I mean, they're literally replaying goals um, for offsides, and guys are millimeter like their thumb is sticking out past past their, the defender. And they're waving off goals, um, calling offside. So VAR very controversial. So you like that, right, Todd? You like that? Oh, sure. We can <laughs> love it. Um, so again, kind of like Shay mentioned earlier, being a they need to to, to tighten up the rules. Um, but the, the the story is is uh, Liverpool's thirteen points up to second place, Leicester City with what they call game in hand. They've only played nineteen games. Everyone else has played twenty uh, because they're in so many tournaments. Um, uh, Champions League and, and uh, uh, Club World Cup that they had to, um, I guess, postpone one of their games against West Ham. So they're just running away with it. It's it's kind of fun to watch, especially being a Liverpool fan. So, Okay. All right, boys, let's talk a pretty fun Week 17 yesterday. Bill, let's start with you. Uh, why, are you why are you starting with me? Because you got to see history, buddy. You got to I see 30-30. The first 30-30. It happened on the first play of overtime. <laughs> there, Just, look, there was a great tweet, <laughs> if you find it. ESPN's 30 for 30 team said, um, it shows a picture of Jameis leaving the field. <laughs> the, the, the text is, um, what if I told you? It was good. It was good. Look, let me give you some numbers real quick on Jameis. Ready? Yeah. Seven times this year, right? He said pick sixes. Seven times he's thrown an interception in the first drive. And four times this year he threw an interception on his first pass. Jeez. Jeez. 
and and now I, I believe Brett, uh, I believe um, Aaron Rodgers has thrown three this season. Mm. Oh, how much? Thirty-three touchdowns, fifty-one hundred yards, and and all Jameis can say at the end of the game, same thing. If I can just fix those picks, I'm the greatest quarterback. <laughs> I'm the best quarterback in the league. If I can fix, <laughs> I can fix those picks. And and Bruce Arians is not having much of it. He's he uh, hasn't really uh, tipped his hand one way or the other. Like there's no guarantees coming back. So before we talk about the future. Todd, let's put you on the other side of this conversation because it was your Falcons that, that won it over time. <laughs> they finished the season, I believe, seven and nine or six and ten. Um, yes, I'm not I sure. think seven and nine. Yeah, seven and but, nine. But so let's talk about that. I mean, they, this is a team that that you know early in the season you were frustrated with, then all of a sudden you got despondent with. Um, <laughs> if if you were a true fan, like how do you feel after the way they kind of came back? Dan Quinn keeps his job. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? It's kind of like the Cowboys. If they would have won the playoff, if they would have made it the playoffs yesterday, people were like, shit, I'm pissed that we're going to keep Jason Garrett now, right? Yeah, so um, the, the feel, I think the feel is, is disappointment a little. Dan Quinn is giving up. Um, I think he's defensive coordinator also. So he's giving that up and he's doing solely head coaching. So they brought in a new DC. Um, you know, this is his one last final chance. Um, Arthur Blank's loyal guy. Um, what was it two years ago? Uh, they're they're looking pretty good in the in the Super Bowl, and it's been a, a downward slide since. I think fans are unhappy, but it's you know I I, I really don't have any. I, I'm not too upset. They brought him back for one more year. I mean it's 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 time to put up or, or move on, right? So, um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of firings on Black Monday, and um, you know Arthur just decided to roll with what he what he has. So. Okay. All right. Um, what have the games caught your eye? Let's let, let's put Brenton and David on the spot. David, your 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 Panthers, um, if they can call me your Panthers, because you just live near there. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know we we claim the Panthers and we claim the Falcons when they're winning. That's the way Atlanta and Charlotte are. They're <laughs> they're front runners when they're doing great. Hey, I'll I'll jump in and I'll be with the Dirty Birds. And when the Panthers are doing great, hey, I'll say keep pounding. But sucks for both of us this year, huh? <laughs> Brent, the, the, the talk down there, you know, you're, you're what, 35 miles north of, uh, north of New Orleans. I mean, they, oh, they, yeah. they, they dropped 35 in the first half. They couldn't quite keep up with LSU. Um, but. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that's what I, I texted you that, Sean, uh, for, for, for you, Todd, that uh, Joe Burrow's throwing more uh, touchdown passes inside the, uh, uh, the, the, the Falcon Stadium than, than uh, <laughs> I call Not it the Dome, but I don't remember what. what Mercedes-Benz. Mercedes-Benz, yep whatever then then matt ryan has so there you go <laughs> ouch yeah. Yeah. wow <laughs> take care of business we need a few things to happen and neither one of those things went our way so uh we were we were and one was i'm sure you're going to talk about a little later right at the yeah. goal line we needed the we needed the seahawks to win uh mm. or the Lions to beat the packers in order to get uh, the vibe but that didn't happen so we'll be we'll be heading to minnesota well nice nice segue there let's talk about that game todd uh it, i was watching it on the red zone um Packers, Lions, Lions dominating the first three and a half quarters. Yeah. Um, Aaron Rodgers comes back and finds a way to get down to give Mason Rudolph a, a chance. Was that, is that who kicks? Is that his yeah. Name? yeah, yeah, yeah. Mason uh, uh, Crosby. Yeah, Mason, thank you. yeah, Crosby. Yeah, uh, but I mean, kind of, kind of a quiet <clears throat> Packers two seed, right? Yeah. I mean, am I wrong with that? Yeah, I agree. And, and that was so typical, Rodgers. Just, I mean. If there's a stereotype of a California kid, it's got to be Aaron Rodgers, right? Nothing seems to phase him at all. Um, you know, uh, it, it was a typical Packers. It's just 
sometimes they look awful for a half. And, and you know, as long as they're within striking distance and you have Aaron Rodgers as your QB, you're, you're going to have a chance to, to win it late. And they did. You know, so, Todd, I texted you, I text you know, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of Aaron Rodgers and never have been. Um, it has nothing to do with Favre or anything like that. I've just never been a fan of his. Um, but what I do like about him is that California kid, you know, when he overthrows a player or a player doesn't run the route, he never like is running at the player going like, you were supposed to go this way. He just kind of has that, that half shit eating grin, you know, and when he throws a touchdown, he has the same look. He doesn't. And it, I guess it's just that R E L A X. Right. He, he, he's not lacking in confidence and he's a leader. He's not a Rava leader. He's just a, yeah. Yeah. He's, the, he's my, the anti-Tebow. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Um, what other games did you guys? Uh, Battle of Ohio was, as you would expect, a a shit show for the for the Browns. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people here locally, um, kind of calling out the Browns for quitting, just guaranteeing that Freddie Kitchens will be fired, which he was forty five minutes after the game ended. Um, Kitchens and the, um, I, I understand Rivera might have signed today for the David skins, Mon- right? Yeah, yeah, with the skins, yep. which would have been which would have been a huge hire for for Cleveland. Um, Word out here in, in in Columbus, at least, is that uh, the owner of of uh, Browns is going to make sure that the the GM's job is in jeopardy because they're basically saying the coach will have a say in the GM role, which is kind of interesting wow. that the coach will have a say in whether the GM keeps his job, um, which obviously isn't going to happen in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, I think we all expect <laughs> Jason Garrett to be fired, but Jerry Jones has already come out and said he will not give up his GM duties. That probably means that you've got a coach that also wants to be the GM. That's, that's, uh, yep. yeah. Yep. Jones, Jones, um, I'm sorry, Garrett won't be fired. They're just not going to renew his contract. Okay. Good, yeah. good call, Todd. Yeah. Uh, Todd, let's talk about your bills. Uh, you know, they, they play a home game, but they, they were, they were locked into their spot anyway. They're playing Houston. Um, they have a lackluster performance against the, the Jets. Um, yeah. I, I didn't watch. Uh, down to that game, um, but I think they were locked in, and they're probably treating it more like a, a preseason game, going through the motions, maybe working on some things and not really caring, uh, which is too bad for the Bills fans that that really get into it um, and live in in Buffalo, New York. But um, <laughs> maybe more surprising is how about the other AFC East game that happened in in Foxborough? Ooh. Miami beating New England um, and Tom Brady fully taking the uh, BFL blame for loss. Um, that was a surprising uh, result for sure. I mean, Patriots score with 3.44 left in the game, allow Ryan Fitzpatrick to drive down the field and score the game-winning touchdown. Uh, pretty pretty impressive, right? Mm. Yeah. Brian, Flore- Brian Flores, former former assistant to uh, Bill Belichick, and guess who plays them next week? Mike Vrabel, former oh. Belichick. Titan, oh. Titans, yeah. Former Titans. Belichick assistant. So uh, before we get to that, uh, any other early games – you know, Chicago, Minnesota, once again, Minnesota didn't care. Uh, Chicago wins, I think, on a field goal on that one. Uh, the, the Chiefs, obviously, that was exciting to watch them learn that they not only were going to win the game, but get the bye in the uh, playoff. Uh, four o'clock window saw Raiders play their last game as an L.A. team. Mm. Being, by the way, have you guys seen any of the, the videos of the stadium there in Vegas? <laughs> it's awesome pretty impressive i mean it yeah. looks damn near like all, a spaceship right it's all black i mean as you're driving up it's the blackest building you've ever seen which yeah. is perfect for the raiders yeah mm. oh 
Yeah. It's going to be great. Like, um, except they're going to have 75% fans for the other team on every game. Yeah. Because everybody's going to want to go to Vegas. Boys trips, you yeah. know, all the time. Saints are playing there next year and everybody oh. else, everybody's going. Everybody's Booking going. rooms, yep. And they'll buy tickets. They'll spend extra money and those season ticket holders will sell them. I was just going to say, wouldn't you be a season ticket holder and make some, make some jack, right? Yep. Right, yep. exactly. Uh, late game, Bill, uh, we saw the Rams play your, your Cardinals. I, I tell you what, man. I, Tyler's looking I'm good, gonna, right? I'm going to put the Cardinals on the team to watch next year. Good. Um, Before 10-1 Cardinals? 5-10-1, um, five, five, but he's, he's, he's fun to watch, man. He, he's yeah. never out of it. You know, he's, he's the anti-Baker in that he's smaller. But he's just he just seems to be they, in the game more. And he's a lot more humble um they, than Baker. They uh they screwed up the Seattle Seahawks season this year, that's for sure. That's always yeah, fun. That so. Who's the um Joseph who's the coordinator, the old Broncos head coach? Um Vance. Um Vance Joseph? Is no. that it? It might be yeah, Vance Joseph. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah, they retain they retained him as defense coordinator, so they must like uh the way okay. the defense is playing, right? I, yeah, I read that good on defense. Yep. Yeah. So. And then obviously the, uh, the Ravens beat the Steelers in a game where not anyone really that you could name is playing for the Ravens. They're the chalk for um, Super Bowl odds. The it's Ravens kind of the too. same way with the Steelers too because all the injuries and departures, who the hell plays for them? Brent, let's talk about the game you talked about last night. The Bill, I'm sure you were early in bed, but boy, that game guys came down to, if you truly want to say game of inches, um, Brent, I'm guessing you were watching. David, did you step and watch the end of the Sunday night game? Todd, I know you, you Good know, job, texted David. back and forth. Um, just That was a fun game to watch. And I tell you, it, it really makes you realize how good both teams are. But yeah. San Francisco goes into CenturyLink Field, uh, puts up two quick touchdowns early. Uh, Debo Samuel looked fantastic. Uh, they're, 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 who's, what's the, I'm drawing a blank on the Kittle, the guy from Yeah, George Iowa. Kittle. Yeah, he, he's the new Gronk. I mean, he yeah, is, he was he was Gronk last year. This ugh. year, it's just exploded. He's a good, he, good player. Yeah, it comes down to Todd. Why don't you sort of set up the the way the game ended? Because San Francisco's got the ball. They get to fourth and two, but they're on their own thirty-seven. So they decide to punt with uh, two twenty left on the game, and and Seattle with two timeouts. So they still got two timeouts and the two the two minute uh, stoppage warning. Um, yeah. But uh. Ooh, um, solid defense, but it comes down to that inside the 20 and take us from there, Todd. No, run with it, Sean. I was, I was half dozing in and out. Um, Brent, were uh, you watching? So, so they basically, here's what happens. They, they, they get a third and third and 11 conversion down to the one yard line. Right. Mm. They run up to the play. Seattle's got a player injured back on the 41 or whatever, where he got knocked down. He basically hobbles up. Mm. Um, QB Russell Wilson gets the ball and spikes it. Everybody's excited. The crowd's going crazy. Pete Carroll's pumping his fist. They're sending in Marshawn Lynch to get the one-yard run that they didn't get in the Super Bowl five years ago. <laughs> Everyone's confused as to what play they should actually run. And the delay. And they game. get a delay of game penalty. <laughs> wow! Yeah, that's right. They get a delay of game penalty, moving it from the literally the seven-inch line. Yeah. Wow. To the five and a half yard line, Brent. Were you just absolutely kind of like jaw open? What the hell just happened on yeah. that? I, I I left at halftime to go in my bed and watch it, and then right as right as I turn it on, this thing starts to happen. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, 
It was like, and, and everyone was, everyone was, and I was like, it's over. I'm all mad. And then I was like, let me just check on it. And then I see this, <laughs> this, every happen. one of us on the screen has had our own team come out of a timeout and have to call another timeout because we're, right. because the play clock's running out. That's a big head scratcher right there, isn't it? Oh my gosh. So they, so they pull Marshawn Lynch off. They run another play incomplete third down. They throw it to their tight end and he gets it down literally to the half inch line. One, yes. It's mm. like, I mean, it's not even, it's not even, a, a, I think it was fourth down, right? It was fourth it was. down. Yep. And um, they stop him on the literal half inch line. They review it for about, I don't know, four or five minutes. Yeah. Um, and he just, he was, it was a great tackle. Yep. Like something all season long, Brent, David, certainly Todd, you and I have seen our college players not be able to make those tackles. Yeah. Mm. It was a man tackle. It was good. Um, and, and he wasn't and in. I wanted him to be, but he wasn't. Yeah, he, that's where replay worked. Man, yeah. confirmed it, you know, if, if Todd. So we'll talk, <laughs> we'll talk playoffs really quick. We got two AFC games on Saturday, two NFC games on Sunday. Um, Brent, your, your uh, Saints host the Vikings. Is that Vikings, right? yeah. Vikings yep. in New Orleans. So Seattle was- goes to Philadelphia, 9-7 and seven Philadelphia. Um, and then on the AFC on Saturday, you've got the early game. That's Buffalo going to Houston. And then you have Tennessee going to New England for the night game on Saturday. So kind of interesting they do two AFC on Saturday, two NFC on Sunday. Yeah. So. Well, that was right. the unfortunate part is if the Saints would have had the bye, they would have hosted a playoff game on Sunday and you would have had the national championship on a Monday. Oh, so wow. You really wow. sort of, uh, uh, you know, New Orleans was ready for a party. And, uh, wow, yeah. And the Seahawks <laughs> didn't pull through. So that's and, it. And, these, and, these, and these, the Superdome crew are thinking, thank God say, that didn't yeah. happen. As a guy who worked in professional – Everybody. As a guy who worked in professional sports, there's <laughs> ticket offices, there's stadium ops, there's a whole bunch of people super freaking happy that Security, didn't Security, yeah. <laughs> and there's no – I guess the way it's set up, there's no way that game could – because the one and two seeds are, won't change, right? No, they're going to – no. They're, no, they're going to take no the lowest seeds, yeah. 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 So, you know, I, this, this year we'll give good talk to show the top four teams get home field instead of the, the division champs. Cause Seattle, or I mean, uh, Seattle going to Philly. Philly yeah. yeah. And once again, they got to win the game for them to have any conversation. Right. So, all right, let, let's finish up guys with, with, let's put, put you guys on the, on the spotlight for next week. Uh, Todd and Bill, just give me your thoughts on, We'll talk again with one more episode before the championship game, but I want to get these guys on while the conversation's hot. Uh, Bill, your thoughts on looking forward to Clemson, LSU, Superdome championship. Yeah, I t- two really, really good offenses. I think it's you know really going to come down to which defense steps up and has a better game, right? Um, because I think both those teams can score almost at will. Um, <laughs> so especially if, uh, if, if everybody's healthy, right. So if you can get, um, uh, I'm going to mess up his name. Yeah. Lair back, uh, and everybody's healthy on the Clemson side on offense. Man, it's I, I, I see a shootout, which probably means it's going to be a 27, 14 game or something yeah. stupid. So, right. uh, but for me, it's going to come down to the defenses and I'm, I love offense. So it's going to be, I, th- I think I'm going to have a great time watching the game. Todd, your thoughts before I put Brent and David on the hot seat. Yeah, I mean, whether it's luck or genius, um, I think the NCAA got it right. These are the two best teams in the country. Um, LSU is, is showing it. Um, Clemson quietly is 
going undefeated and they're defending national champs. So we got the two best teams playing and, and that's what we want, right? That's what yeah. we want. Yeah. And LSU has the best scoring offense in the league in the, in college. I believe Clemson is the best defensive scoring defense in the league. So we got the two best going at each other. Um, and that's good news for David because the, the cliche is defense wins championships, right? right. Um, Curious on Brent's yeah. response to that because that's going to be – And I think everything, no, Todd and, everything Todd and Bill just said, if Ohio State would have won, probably would have rung true as well. And we would have had Doyle up in the top right corner instead of yeah. David. Um, look, I, I don't think Dave, I don't, I don't think Brent's breathing a sigh of relief he gets Clemson instead of Ohio State. Uh, <laughs> am I wrong with that, Brent? I mean, it doesn't matter who no, you play. I, I, look, Oklahoma. So. I think they were two good teams. I mean, I really think that there were three really good teams. Yep. And, and, and Yeah, I think you saw that gap for sure. You saw the drop-off. I think yeah. it was good. So, guys, let, let's do what we did on, on, your, on, your, on your previous episodes. Um, just because of the seeding, one versus two, uh, Brent, we're going to put you – we're going to give you the toss. Do you want to go on defense or offense first? Uh, let's take defense. Let's talk about it. All right. Yeah. So, so, so the ball is being kicked to before the Clemson start, Tigers. Uh, before we start, are we not even talking about the Florida game today? I mean, it happens. In no, like, we, it starts in 20 minutes. We got to hurry. Up. We gotta hurry yeah. <laughs> We're gonna, yeah. I think that game is going to be a precursor. I mean, you got Virginia versus Florida. So that, that may tell us some similar, some common opponents may tell us a little bit about, uh, ah. <laughs> go, go Gators. That's all I got to say. We will, we, we will hit on that at the end when we get our, around the horn. Uh, yeah. What's going so on? Go so, David, you, Tigers got the ball. They're going against a a rejuvenated, fired up LSU defense playing at home. Uh, I won't say it's going to be a pro Tiger crowd, but it will be a pro Tiger crowd. I'm going to guess it's going to be at least 60 40 LSU. But trust me when I say this, those IPTA people will find a way to buy some tickets for that game. There will be some orange in that stadium. David, how does Trevor Lawrence, hopefully a healthy Justin Ross, and your team head down the field against? the Tigers and score some points. Yeah. So, you know, earlier this season, the whole, whole talk was, you know, LSU has a great offense, terrible defense. I hope we play them because their defense is terrible. Uh, it seems though that their defense has stepped up recently. Um, holding Oklahoma early, uh, shut down Georgia. Of course, Georgia was kind of limping in that game offensively. Um, but still you've seen them, kind of make a little, I don't know, adjustments or getting players back healthy. I don't know what it is. So that's a little bit of a concern. But I still think, you know, our offense, if we got um, our wide receivers healthy, I still think you're going to see a similar game plan of of trying to run Trevor a little bit, try to get a little um, swing passes, screen passes to ETN uh, to loosen up the defense a little bit and then try to hit maybe some of those bigger plays that you didn't see us really go for uh, this week. David, do you, do you really – I mean, let me let me put you on the spot for a second. Do you think that you look at LSU and kind of see a mirror team except with a taller quarterback? Um, you guys have a, a pretty solid, smart quarterback. Um, you've got amazing receivers. You've got a tremendous offensive line and a great running back. You kind of have LSU except from South Carolina. Yeah, I, mean, I think you, you close your eyes and they've got great wide receivers, great quarterback, great running back. Um, I think the offenses are – very similar, almost I mean, equal. Well, okay. we may not be equal to them. So, Brent, let's let's put you on the spot. How do you stop Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, the amazing receivers? Um, you you saw Ohio State do it, yeah. and then you saw Ohio State not do it. So, what does LSU do, do differently? 
I'll tell you what scares me is uh, the second you saw uh, Trevor Lawrence take off. That's the one thing that scared me to death. Uh, I mean, I told you all last week, I like our DBs. I, I really think that, that you got two first-rounders sitting on the outside. Uh, I wish we could get a little bit more pressure. Uh, they got some pressure on, on Oklahoma, started the game off with a sack. Um, What's the guy's uh, name that's Chavis something? Man, he's good. Caleb Von Chasson. Oh, my God, he's so yeah. good. And he's ripped, just unbelievably ripped. You got Tyler Shelvin, who's a big fat dude clogging up the middle. Um, you know, so it's I, I like our defense. I think they're coming around. I think they've been taking a few more. I think they're better than people give them credit for. I mean, you hold A and M to seven, Georgia to ten, and then you know effectively hold hold uh, Oklahoma. So I, I like where our defense is. Uh, but the second Trevor Lawrence starts running, is where I'm gonna, I'm gonna be concerned. Uh, yeah, you know, obviously, obviously, you saw Lawrence's big, big long run. Yeah. He had like a 17 yard run, a 15 yard yeah. run, a 12 yard run. It looked like design runs, which scares me. But uh, that's that's been the Achilles' heel. Uh, but you know, I, I I think the I think the defense doesn't have to be great; they just have to be good and mm. uh, get a couple of stops. I mean, it's it's basically whatever team can get two stops <laughs> that might be the team yeah. that, that wins. Yeah. That's what happened again in the Florida game. Yeah. Let's be let's be honest, Brent. I'm, I'm not trying to be a homer, but you guys broke our serve one time. Yeah. In the third quarter, and you know we were the we were the only team to beat to be ahead of you guys in the second half. Yeah. Uh, this year, we, we didn't hold serve after that either. So you have we to didn't. remember that's that's but that's that's how most break serves go, right, Bill? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Turns into All right, so let, let's flip the field, guys. Brent, um, your quarterback. What's his name? Jason. Burra, Jason Burroughs, what's his name? Hard to pronounce. Joe, Joe, oh, Joe Burrow. That's right. That's right. He uh, he won the Heisman Trophy. Um, about as good as you could look in that game, and as cool as a cucumber. Um, you know, didn't didn't seem flashy, but he, look, he, he has he has like. The, can I say this real quick, Sean? He has like the attitude of uh, Manziel and Baker, but but the skills of Manning and Brady. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a great combination yeah. yeah yeah he's kind of a gunslinger but yeah. but not a cocky gunslinger yeah uh-huh. he's he's uh he's um emilio estevez in uh young guns he was he was the guy that was a good shot good, <laughs> a good shot but from? a good shot but didn't talk much yeah <laughs> <laughs> so brent talk to us you guys are on offense now and then we're gonna put david on defense here in just a bit I think the the big key is getting healthy. I'm, I, you know, I uh, our receivers are humongous. You, you know, we've got uh, the Bolitnikov winner, six six. Uh, you know, uh, Elair is going to come back. He's going to be healthy, and then uh, uh, Randy Moss's son, Thad Moss, had a little breakout game versus Oklahoma. God, he's not as fast as his dad, though. <laughs> no, he's huge, though. Way bigger than his dad. Humongous. Yeah. Um, so I, I think the best part about uh, the Oklahoma game is we came out uh, with, without any injuries. And, and uh, I, I think that Clemson's pretty healthy. So I'm, I'm excited about this. Uh, everybody's good. Everybody's healthy. We're going to put body on body and see where we are. But, you know, our offense is going to score. Uh, the one thing that would concern me is, is uh, typically what Auburn did to us and what Clemson did to Ohio State. If you're kicking field goals in the red zone instead of, in, instead of uh, scoring touchdowns, that's going to make me nervous. That's the only reason Auburn hung in there. LSU went for two fourth downs, didn't get them, ended up kicking six points, and and they're the only team to hold LSU, LSU under uh, under forty. Really, uh, scored twenty three in that game. So that that would be my concern from an offensive standpoint. But you know, I like where we are. I I I, I can't see you know the past few games are 40-40, 50-50. And then they hung 63. So 
I, I can't. I don't have too much negative to say about the offense. All right, David, your, your boys played good against Ohio State. I mean, they they held a high scoring team to twenty three points. They kept them. The red zone was unbelievable. And, yeah. and you called at number eleven. Made a huge pick. Um, you know, midway through the third quarter, there that kind of almost kind of just stemmed the tide a little bit. Yeah, it really, it really. The other play of the game might have been uh, number nineteen, Terry Muse, who I said can struggle somewhat in pass coverage. Made a heck of a play on running down Dobbins and saving him and forced him into a field goal. Um, I still think we need to shut down the run, uh, which also includes, you know, when because Burrow is a great scrambler. I mean, watching the Georgia game, some of that, um, even the Peach Bowl game, he scrambles out to his right. You think he's going to run, he pulls up and throws a 30, 40-yard pass. So <laughs> that's where we've really got to uh, limit Burrow is on his scrambling, either limit that, keep him in the pocket and collapse the pocket uh, and get more pressure on him. Don't let him escape that pocket. He's going to complete the pass. He's going to get yards. I mean, he's a great quarterback, and they had great receivers. Um, yeah, you know, you watch that game in, in uh, Atlanta. He had that typical Manziel broken play, scramble, 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 run out of bounds. No, throw it 40 yards down the field to an open guy for yep. a reception, you know. That's what you guys got to avoid, right? That, those exactly. are the backbreakers. And you know, our linebackers and you know, and, and Simmons are going to have to, you know, watch that. Keep 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 track of those guys crossing. Hey, Brent, David, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think uh, Clemson had a turnover, and I don't think LSU had a turnover in their bowl games, right? <clears throat> Correct. Uh, yeah, yeah. So obviously that that that's a huge tipping point. That you know, once again, it's that it's that quick pass over the middle on the bubble screen that gets tipped off the hands. It turns into an interception. It's that, you know, it's that uh, just a, you know, a, a linebacker. You know, you saw, I mean, Trevor Lawrence almost without that interception early to tough Borland yep. that just kind of almost caught him off guard that that guy was there. Um, those are the things you just can't predict. Yes. So, all right, guys. So be, before you uh, leave, we'll do our picks next week. Let's put you on the spot. Oh, really quick, really quick, really quick, really quick. Really don't, don't pull a Doyle, by the way. Don't put a, pull a Doyle. Wow, in. He, 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 jinxed, he jinxed Ohio State. He's the reason they lost. David, David and Brent, anything, any thoughts on special teams or anything like that? I, don't, I, don't, I think we've seen two solid, pretty good teams. I like where we are from a special team standpoint. So Okay. Yeah, our punter, as much as I give him a hard time, when it comes to the playoff, he, uh, he seems to step up pretty well. So. All right. So, David, you're the underdog. Uh, let's put you on the spot. Your score I'm next going Monday night. 45-42. Wow. Clemson Tigers. Take the over. Sign me up for that game right now. I don't care who wins. <laughs> I'd sign me up for that game. I, I, mean, I think this game could be very similar to the Alabama-LSU game. Wow. Uh, I, yeah, I agree. Brent? Um. I, I I don't know. I'm I'm trying to. I I, I was going to go 45, uh, but the, in a different way. I just I think it's going to be 45 to to 28. Maybe they get 30, 32. But um, I, I think the Tigers pull this. There's no way LSU is going to lose in New Orleans. I like the way Brent says 28, but they might get to 32. They might get two two safeties on us. Might, well, <laughs> 31. It's East Baton Rouge Parish Public Schools. I can't add that way. <laughs> Yeah, I'll do 28-31, yeah. You know, I, I, I think it's – you know, LSU's a, a good team. This is a special year. Um, I just I, – I can't I can't see them losing in New Orleans. I just – I can't hmm. see that. But yeah. who knows? 
Clemson's a good team, so we'll, well see. Played. Hey, guys, before we wrap up the night and get on to the Orange Bowl tonight, let's start with David. David, your your thoughts on the what, what, what we might see from the Florida Gators versus Virginia. You're, you're an ACC guy. No, I'm, I'm a Clemson guy who plays in the ACC. Uh, <laughs> but I will say – I will pull for um, – I did see that Louisville did beat Mississippi State, so that's yeah, that's it. good. Um, Virginia's a good team. The quarterback is good. They've got pretty good defense. I think Florida's got too many athletes right now. I don't think Virginia stays within 10 points. Okay, Brent? I, I think it gets ugly early. Uh, I think Florida pulls away. I mean, they're, they're, where, where are they playing? Miami, isn't that right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, Hard Rock Stadium, yeah. I mean, it's – Oh, and and my doesn't Miami the U play there? Mm. Yep. Okay, there you go. So, um, I think Florida. I, I think Florida uh, uh, doesn't even make it a contest. I, I think it uh, ends up ends up uh, big. But okay, I know it's it's the Jimmys and the Joes at that point. Yep. Bill, your quick thoughts on the game before we wrap it up. Yeah, Florida blowout. Okay, Todd, your breakdown on the game. <laughs> I will not pull a Doyle. So, <laughs> I mean, listen, this is briefly, it's in Miami. It's heavily recruited area. Um, they need to win. Uh, Dan Mullen wants to get to 11 wins. This team, if they lose, it's not because they're not prepared. Um, yeah. Something some weird will have to happen for them to lose. So, go Gators. Yeah, I agree. I think the Gators win uh, probably like a 42-17 type game. Um, you know, I can live with that. You know, a yeah. couple picks in the end and uh, a lot of defensive pressure, I think, on their quarterback throughout the game. Uh, I think Zuniga is back. Grenard's back. Uh, so we'll see. I think this is, a, like you said, Todd, a huge statement game, especially in Miami territory, a big, uh, probably big moment for Dan Mullen to get some Southern Florida recruits, yeah. uh, which are critical. So, guys, Brent and David, thank you guys for joining us. We're looking forward to uh, to seeing what happens with your game in, in 10 days. We, uh, we had you on tonight because, you know, a week from now, um, you know, we're going to be closer to, to, to missing out on the game. Um, and and while, while the iron's hot, we'll, we'll have – whoever wins, you'll join us back for a recap. Uh, there we go. Celebratory. Uh, Celebratory yeah, beer. Yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> have a great time, and we'll look forward to some – loser to make them listen to it. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> the loser has to be – you both got to come back. Yeah, that's the, the best part. just has to be muted. Is that what it is? Exactly. Even better. Yeah, that's even better. <laughs> It's like it's like Bill's uh it's like Bill's fantasy team that had to the guy had to stay in Walmart for 24 hours. Oh yeah. man, that was brutal. He oh, made yeah. it too. Stayed there the old 24 hours. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So David, good luck to you. I think it's going to be a good game. I'm looking forward to it. I I am too. Flying in there early Saturday morning. Oh wow! Nice, so, nice. You get the new airport, so I hope your baggage makes it. <laughs> I'm just. I think I'm gonna carry it with me. <laughs> we'll connect you guys brent and david we will expect a a stare down uh consultant speaker picture at least a, qu- a quick video a quick video there you we go it. there we go so right. hey guys happy new year to everybody bill thanks for always hosting and and, and the number one producer of this show uh always thanks for that todd thanks for being the nice guy on the show uh brent david thanks for being guests on the show and i'm sean carpenter as the host thanks for being on the stare down